Hello and welcome to this episode of Filmy Ladies. I am Pitu, this is Beth, and I'm very excited today because um, we are going to talk about one of my favorite actresses of yore, um, and that is the wonderful Vijanti Mala. Um, I am a gigantic fan, so it's possible that <laughs> there's not going to be a lot of objectivity from me in this episode, but I'll try. Um, and it's also interesting because I feel like the last time we did an episode on like a female superstar of the past. Um, it's kind of like the tables were turned. We were talking about Suchitra Sen, who is Beth's absolute favorite. And I'm very much a newbie to her, although I feel like I'm learning more and more about her since then. Um, and this time we're talking about one of my absolute favorites, um, whom Beth is a little bit of a newbie to. So I, I feel like that's going to be exciting. Um, the two movies we're going to talk about are Amrapali, which we both watched, and then Beth watched Nagin. Um, and I watched... Um, Devdas, um, which Sal, our, our friend who spoke about in the Sushitra Sen episode, she convinced me to watch it. And I'm actually very glad that I did. Um, so for those of you who don't know, you probably do. But for those of you who don't know, Vijanti Mala was this amazing star who um, hailed from Chennai. And so she got her start in Tamil cinema. And then her third movie was actually a Hindi film, her debut movie, which was Bahar. And then she kind of straddled both the, um, the Hindi and the Tamil film industries and did movies in both um, industries. She is probably the first of the dancer actresses that Bollywood saw. So that's basically actresses who really were dancers to begin with. And then they kind of like got roped into becoming film actresses. Mm -hmm. So that trio used to be Vijanti Mala, Vahida Rahman, Hema Malini. And then in much later times, we have Madhuri Dikshit as well. With the dancer actresses, they always tried to give the public their money's worth by having at least one amazing dance number in the, in the films because otherwise people felt cheated. And mm -hmm. so a lot of these dancer actresses have some really amazing soundtracks in their movies because they wanted to capitalize on the dance. So anyway, so without further ado, um, we're going to talk about Vijanti Mala, and I'm going to ask Beth, how much did you know of Vijanti Mala prior to researching for this episode, and how much do you feel like you know about her now, and how do you feel about her? I had seen five or six films before this little project, um, the, the standard ones that probably everyone has seen, including Dev Das. Um, and I liked her, but did not have a particularly strong opinion. Um, her main era is a little bit before the times that I have concentrated on in Hindi cinema. So she's a, you know, she's someone I certainly had heard of early on and wanted to learn about, but, you know, never really was motivated to somehow. So I'm really glad again for this project because after watching, I watched both of the movies on the same day uh, and watching two, you know, fully candy films is usually that's in one day is not something I'm usually able to do. And you need a lot of stamina for that. I am the heart eye emoji. <laughs> Yay! I am gobsmacked. I love her now. Um, right? I you get it. Movie. You get the hype. Yeah. I, oh. I was thinking about how she's different from Suchitra Sen in that both of them to me are like, I am a star. I will book no opposition. Brook no, book no, whatever. I, there is nothing to be Brooke said. Brook no opposition. Brooke, I am a star. Um, take it or leave it. You will take it. I know you will. Um, but they're very look at me. How can you resist? Very different from one another, and not just in terms yes. of their strengths, but they're just very, very different 
personas and sort of vibes and all that. But I now want to watch everything she's ever made. <laughs> I was looking up places to watch things. Um, Pichu and I, since we're both in the U.S., get to use the great streaming service, Einthusen.tv. They've got quite a few of her movies with English subtitles, very handy for me. Um, on my list next to watch is something called College Girl with Shami Kapoor, which uh, <laughs> sounds like sounds like a treat. Um, I tried to find, she did one Bengali film with Ashok Kumar, which I tried to find, but couldn't find with subtitles. So I didn't, I, I will watch it regardless of subtitles, but I'd rather keep hunting to see if I can find them. Um, uh, yeah, I was just utterly bedazzled and dazzled and in love and so impressed and so enthralled and everything. So, uh, you know, we were actually going to record this a couple of days from now, but I texted <laughs> and I was like, I can record now if you want to. I want to talk about it right now. <laughs> that's, that's I know I Beth like rushed me through my day. I was like, ah, but then I was like, it's my Mala. You know what? I am bursting with things to talk about. Anyway, so it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> You're ready. Um, and I, I was telling Pitu before we hit record that I, I found this great academic article that I'll share part of at the, you know, at some point in this recording. And it actually talks exactly about what she's already said about the, you know, the power of the dancing star, the woman dancing star and, mm -hmm. and kind of that orientation in certain aspects of indie cinema. So, uh, I just love her. And if, you know, over the course of this, if we don't name your favorite of her performances, please put it in the comments. Cause I seriously, I'm going to watch everything I can get my hands on. <laughs> yeah. Sh now I think you talk. <laughs> the adjective that you used where first you said bedazzled and then you said dazzling. I think that is exactly the word I would use to describe her because she, she's not exclusive in the sense that you can't say Vijayanti Mal is like the most beautiful, although she is extremely beautiful. Um, you can definitely say that she's the best dancer that Bollywood has ever seen. I mean, that I definitely think she's like number one. No one can beat her in that. You can say she's the best actress. She's one of the really great actresses. But what she brings to the table that other actresses just don't is a certain level of bedazzlement. So I love Vijanti Mala. I always have since I was a child because mm. when I was a kid, um, we owned Amrapali on DVD. I think it was actually one of those, uh, not DVD, on cassette. I think it was one of those things where we got it from grocery store uncle and then we forgot to return it. And then we had paid so many forgot. fines. We forgot. <laughs> I mean, I we just like too. owned it. <laughs> I want it. I want to have it. And American listeners, it is on Netflix right now. I don't know about other parts of the world, but if you haven't seen it and you have Netflix, watch it right now. And also Red Chili's Entertainment owns rights to it, by the way. So our mm -hmm. Shah owns rights to it. Um, so yeah, so I've watched Amrapali so many times when I was a <laughs> child, because here's the thing. If you're a small kid, if you're like 10 years old and you love clothes and you love playing dress up, Amrapali is the movie for you. It has the most gorgeous outfits by the great Banu Ataya. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, all the gold jewels and all the things and the makeup and the sets. It's just... It's like a princess fantasy, isn't it? Can we talk about the jewelry for a second? Simply yes, because it's amazing. So the, the clothing at one point, I was like, I, I don't, you know, I looked up when, when in history this is and everything. I'm like, I don't 500 know. 500 BC. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know anything about the clothes from then. Some of them seemed a little skimpy, but like, okay, whatever. Or, or a little bit like artificially pink chiffon or whatever, but that's fine. Oh. And also sometimes colorization does wacky things and yeah. or, or the, the color process, but, but anyway, it, love them no complaints but then the jewelry i was like shut up look at us i'm like i know I don't, I don't even have pierced ears but like i am i mean again the hard eyes like 
it's insane you know towards the end there's this where she kind of has the breakdown yeah she's this gigantic fish on the back of her head but then there's another gigantic thing ahead of the fish and then all these other things and like i wanted to start a tumblr about fish-shaped hair ornaments in hindi because asha parak has one in a movie i really like yeah um Oh, and there's like things hanging off and like somehow she manages to dance and all this stuff too. Although in one of those dances, something goes flying off of her head. Yeah. That's what it was, but you know, she's having a breakdown. So that's fair. Right. Right. I mean, the jewelry game in this, like, you know, we're all waiting for Pony and Sylvan 2 to come out, but I was like, yeah, get in line. We got, until then we have Amrapali to enjoy the jewelry of. Exactly. Utsav is another movie that has very good jewelry. Yes. Utsav jewelry is also great. Yeah. But yeah, so when I was a kid, I would watch this over and over again. I I used to usually forward like the dramatic parts because I didn't care for Sunil, that's soliloquies when I was a kid, whatever. I was all about the songs and the outfits and the, like the, I was basically bedazzled. And that's the thing with Vijanti Mala, when she comes on screen, you can't look away. You mustn't look away. You feel like she's probably going to shoot you down if you (laughs) dare to look away. And I was, I was thinking about this the other day because Vijanti Mala and Bahida are both my favorites. Like Mm -hmm. I love them beyond all, you know, whatever. And they're both dancing stars and they're both extremely beautiful. But where they are different is that Vahida just feels more relatable. It, mm-hmm. And so, you know, in as, in as much as a huge, gigantic movie star can be relatable. Mm-hmm. But like, I remember in our Galentine's Day episode, you asked me whom I would want to go to brunch with. And I said, <laughs> Rosie from Guide. Like, Vahida <laughs> at any age, I will go to brunch with and be like, please be my friend. Because I feel like Vahida can be my friend. I feel like I can have a cup of coffee with her and chit chat and gossip. Like, she just, she's a gigantic star, but there's something very down home about her. Mm-hmm. And relatable, whereas Vijanti Mala, I would just be gobsmacked. I would just be like, hello, I love you. I would just be like drooling because there's something so like majestic about her, isn't there? She's very regal and aristocratic. And I think it's also one of the things that resulted in her in being so typecast. I was struck by how much she reminded me in, in just in the two films that I watched. So I didn't, I didn't go back to anything I'd previously seen, but there was something of the girlishness that I find in Madhubala about her. Yes. It's different, but there's the coquetry. That, yeah. And partly it's because her eyes are the size of dinner plates. She has absolutely enormous eyes, which sort Gorgeous. of adds to the like youthful, slightly cartoonish and not I don't mean cartoonish in a bad way I just mean sort of like exaggerated so even just her blinking is like (laughs) I know exactly what you're saying it's like that Disney princess thing right yes yeah where their eyes are the same width as their waist (laughs) yeah you're like that that's not how humans actually are but she's she's probably close um she's yeah she's just um we were ta- when we were talking about Newton, we talked about sparkle and sparkle yes. kind of energy. And it's a little bit like that, but it it is different. And I, I love kind of teasing out these differences among these people. I do too. And it's quite important. Um, but yeah, it and you, obviously you can't not talk about the dancing um, because I suspect she's one of those people who's basic movements of walking or picking up a jug or whatever. I suspect there's dance aspects yeah. to everything that she does. And even if we don't articulate it, that there's something um, 
lively and or deliberate about all her movements in a way that maybe some other actors don't have in quite the same way. And even if it's very artificial, it is very mm-hmm. engaging yeah. uh, and very, just very exciting and fun to watch. Yeah. And I think it's good and bad. So when I was saying that she got typecast, I think it's kind of like, she's so great if you, so she was wonderful at portraying very strong women because she clearly, this is no shrinking wallflower, okay? This is not someone you're gonna like push off into the corner and she's gonna be the hero's eye candy and you're gonna trot her out for a song or two. No, the woman is taking center stage and she's gonna eat all the limelight. That's who Vijayanti Mala is. But when someone has that stronger presence, they don't get the roles that are considered de-glam. For example, mm-hmm. she can play a courtesan. So did Bahida play a courtesan in, or a dancer at least in Guide and in Tisri Kasam and things like that. But she can play someone who's a little bit less unglamorous. Whereas with, with Vajanti Mala, it's all like up to that level of like glam. Or, you know, Bahida can play a nurse as in Koshish. I can't imagine Vajanti Mala as a nurse. I just can't. Oh, I can imagine yeah. her as the wealthy patron who starts a charity hospital in her dead mother's name. Sure. <laughs> and shows up to like, mm. you know, meetings and committees, like all decked up in a beautiful silk kanjivaram sari and like shoots eye, like shoots at people with her eyes. But I can't imagine her as an actual nurse. Like, can you imagine Vijanti Mala like taking a catheter? Like I can't. Yeah, now that you, you know? mention it, no, I cannot, which would be which would be a line of distinction between between her and Suchitra Sen, for example. Right. Who is, you know, right. plays plays a lot of medical professionals actually. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. And I think that also in a way ended up sort of like typecasting her. So she mm-hmm. always played these very because there weren't that many roles written for like very strong actresses back then. And so she got those roles, but she also famously refused to play eye candy, which good for her. Um, she is, it's, she's very famous for the fact that when she did Devdas, she agreed to do that role, even though she knew she was going to get second billing to Sushitra Sen and Dilip Kumar. And when she won the Filmfare Award for Best Supporting Actor, she literally refused to accept it because she said, but I'm not a supporting actress. I, I'm as important as Paro. And I wow. actually agree with her. Sure. Yeah. She was like, I'm not going to take it. And I was like, good for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I feel like that is Vijati Mala's energy where it's like, I am like this regal person and you will bow to me and you will enjoy it <laughs> regal but also maybe like playful or something yes. like that and again, maybe that's just what I just happened to see but yeah a little bit impish or something which is a which is a great combination of factors <laughs> yeah she's impossible to to look away from it's actually funny to me because when I meet people from my generation um it's like people always talk about the same favorite actresses. Like when we talk about people from the past, like Nargis is a favorite of many people. Um, Vahita is a favorite of many people. Madhubala appeals to a lot of people. Very few people mention Vijanti Mala. And I often wonder it's because I don't know why that is, but I do wonder if it's because many of the roles that she played made her a little bit unrelatable and unapproachable because you know, she just, she never did really play every girl. I mean, you could mm. say she played every girl in Sangam, but, you know, still. Um, the other thing that I have always loved about Vijayanti Mala and always give her credit is how incredibly hardworking she was. Um, if you mm. listen to her Hindi 
like the way she enunciates, she has no hint of an accent. Like mm-hmm. this is a woman who was literally born and raised in the South. Like she's from Madurai. I mean, sorry, she's from Mysore and Chennai. And she has no hint of South Indian accent. When she did um, Ganga Jamuna, she actually worked very hard on the uh, Bhojpuri dialect. Mm-hmm. And Dilip Kumar, with whom she had a really great professional relationship, he um, actually coached her. So I read mm-hmm. that Dilip Kumar would, because she was very nervous about doing the Bhojpuri dialect, he actually would would record dialogue and you know play them back for her so she could get her pronunciation right and that's just something i admire her so much for because there are so many actors in in hindi cinema that have these accents that they are incapable of shedding it's like they just they just sound so much like wherever they're from instead of what they're supposed to be playing like no effort is made none whatsoever at even trying to shed some of their accent and this woman worked so hard back then to just really like speak very streamlined Hindi, which, you know, if you're going to be a Hindi film star, you need that for the audience to accept you. Otherwise, they're just going to laugh you out of the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that she didn't really resort to like dubbing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, OK, so tell me what you thought about uh, Amrapali. Oh, fun fact. Did you know Shami Kapoor was the was the first choice for Ajat Shatru? And thank God he didn't do it. And Sunil that did it. I don't care for that. <laughs> No. Shami would be doing his own dancing. He would be flailing around with her. <laughs> I don't see him as ancient warrior at all. Not at all. That effect of Prithvi Raj Kapoor does not go to him. It goes to Shashi. <laughs> yes. It doesn't go to Raj either, by the way. But yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it would have become a comedy at that point. Right. Okay. So I love Sunil Dutt. However, I, I think he is the weak link in this film. It could have been the writing because all he does is shout. Like all his dialogue is very shouty and and flamey, and you know he's an emperor and he's bent on, you know, defeat destruction. And, and is also in love with her, but at least as equally wants to destroy her city. Yeah, um, you know, but. So I just kind of want to set him to the side for a minute because, and also he's not in it nearly as much as she is. I saw that she yeah. was billed first and she should have been yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a quote in this, in this article from the director who said, I wouldn't have made it without her. So, yeah, you know, um, it's just dazzling set piece after dazzling set piece. There's a little bit of dialogue here and there. And like, there's this whole track about, you know, there's this artist who's in love with her who, you know. Oh, he's so somnolent. Yeah, he's he's kind of a drip. Um, <laughs> he needs caffeine, actually. Yeah, and like, this movie is under two hours, which shocked me. I you know when I see a historical epic, I always assume it's I feel be like really the editing is good because it yeah, doesn't lag. It's quite tight. Um, I would I really recommend this film, even if you don't particularly like Vijante Mala. But I mean, hello, how can you not <laughs> like her at least in this film? But yeah, it's just absolutely dazzling. The the musical numbers like one after the other, I was like, this is the best thing I've seen in ages. No, this is, no, this is the best one. No, this one, you know, it just kept getting better and better. Um, This movie is sexy. 
It's so sexy. And they have great sizzle together. Again, I feel like she's doing more of the work, but that also suits the characters. I felt like Like he's an emperor. So he's used to people fawning over him and you can tell that he desires her as well, but like it's hot. Um, (laughs) And they did sometimes in the older films because of how color translates. And then also because of the makeup, which is awfully heavy handed sometimes to Mm -hmm. our eyes. I think I find it kind of hard to get through those things to a sense of um, like they have an amazing physical intimacy, these two on screen. And then like the, they look very good together. Like they really do. And and somehow those things didn't get in the way for me this time. So I really talk talk that up to both of them, even though I did just say he's the weak link, but like, it's a very high bar to still be, you know, he's the weakest, but he's still over a fairly high bar. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, there's a lot of sizzle. It's interesting. It's got great messages about war. It's very, a very anti-war film, obviously that the conclusion is maybe a smidge hasty. Yes. That's my only complaint. And I thought it was fabulous in every way, but again, like those, those musical numbers are Excellent. And I have now a new favorite dance off in Hindi cinema. It is the one from this movie. I did, not even, I did not even stop to look up the name of the other woman. And I apologize um, because she is, she's fantastic as well. She um, is. Hats off. It, it was glorious. And this whole setup of like, you know, so if you haven't seen it, um, you know, Vigentimala's character sort of objects to how someone is dancing and they're like, no one can object unless they can come do it better, which is an excellent rule for life, by the way. It really is. It's like the extreme version of if you have a friend who doesn't ever want to go to any of the restaurants you want to go to, but they won't suggest one. And you're like, you have to suggest one if you're going to critique everybody else. It's like that. This is good advice. Those people are so infuriating, by the way. I know. I'm like, why do you not like anything? Um, But this, and she cuts out there and she, she sure does do it. And then is like, I'll play to her guru at the end. And it's yeah. just like the movie could have stopped there and I would have been completely satisfied. Like this movie is astounding. Also, Actually, I thought oh, it was super clever that they start the movie with a big old battle scene. And I love mm-hmm. historical war scenes because it's, it's not computers. Those are real right. elephants and real people and real horses and like, real in certain ways, but like that was spectacular. And they have this big credit in the beginning to thank part of the army who's providing yeah. you know, soldiers for it. So I hope that everyone was okay and all the animals Which is why okay. I think it looks so good. Cause it like, looks, that's it's why fabulous. it's not. Yeah. And they like get you to it and then it's done. And then there's a little bit more at the end, but really like it puts its battle right at the beginning, which I thought was really smart because it also does set up what happens after that. But I love, I can just imagine at the time the advertising must've been like, don't come late. You'll regret it, you know, <laughs> yeah. and you would, cause that was spectacular. <laughs> But the thing about this film is if you look at the cast and crew, it's everybody at the top of their game firing on all cylinders. It's literally legends of Indian cinema, legends, I I swear to God. So the producer is Lake Tandon. And then, uh, I mean, the director is Lake Tandon, who is amazing. And then the music, Shankar Jekishan. The choreography, Gopi Krishna. Gopi Krishna is hands down considered one of the greatest dancers that India has ever seen. And yeah. he choreographed Amrapali, which, and the dancer herself is Vijanti Mala. So you can just imagine how insane that must have been. Like, I would have loved to be a fly on the wall just watching their like rehearsals. Can you imagine? Right. And then um, the set design is by MR Atsrekar, who is phenomenal as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the costumes are by Bhanu Thayya. 
I, I didn't get um, uh, what the credits were for makeup and jewelry. Unfortunately, I wanted to, but I, I didn't get those. But I it's like, you took. oh, no, I didn't take screen grabs because I watched it on Netflix. Oh, but anyway, but yeah, it was like it's it's like all these big names where and then um, I forget the cinematographer's name. It's. It'll come to me. But he's like also a really Dwarka something. He's really good as well. So it's like all these names are just the top of their game, the top of their talent. And they're all like doing a really great job. And then for the battle scenes, they've literally been like, hey, Indian Army, can you provide us with people so it'll look more authentic? So it's just, I feel like a tremendous amount of effort was put into this film. And I did read that Vijanti Mala was absolutely heartbroken when the film spectacularly bombed it was one of the biggest like box office blunders mm-hmm. i mean it eventually achieved cult classic status and there are people like me who will like rep amrapali to anyone who's willing to listen but at the time it was a spectacular failure at the box office um you are right about the cinematographer um dwarka devicha who dwarka devicha. Did, um who did uh Shole, for example um and Chinatown and oh Dildia yeah. Dardlia and yeah all the names are yeah oh and of course the mute the singing is by Lata Mangeshkar again top of her game Beautiful. like her Beautiful. singing Tumhe Yad Karte Karte it is literally one of my most favorite picturized songs of all time it's so sexy but it's so sensual and she the way it's shot in the moonlight and she's in the pink chiffon and her eyes and her makeup i mean oh my god this movie is so beautiful it's just really beautiful one exception okay and it glared at me because it is the only exception those statues that the artist creates, <laughs> they're terrible. <laughs> they're really bad. And this is almost always true in films that are taught that are not actually about an artist, but there is an artist. Like never show the art because it's never good. And no. this, I don't know what these were made of, like wood covered over in maybe like plaster of Paris. I don't yeah, know. They're like, they just they don't look like stone. They I mean, there's a lot of kind of stone in the world and a lot of way to treat stone, but this does not look like stone. Um the it doesn't look like her at all. I know. It does not really look like him at all. And then there's a scene where she gets angry and bashes the statue with a sword and cuts it. I'm like, no. <laughs> I appreciate that it conveys anger and I'm willing to let it go with that. But just, I just wish they had not showed the faces or even just the fronts at all of those statues. But I feel like that's common in all of those movies. Like, it is. There's a, it is. Yeah. There's a Vahida movie that I, I watch um, that I kind of hate to love and love to hate. I think it's <laughs> Neil Kamal. And that one also has statues. And there's a statue. And that's supposed to be the Vahida statue. And I was like, that looks nothing like Vahida Rahman. What do you, like, who are you kidding? Well, just just adjust the script so that it doesn't look like her, but it evokes her to her yeah. or whatever, right? right. Like, or that it represents an idea she shared with you is important. Or like, there's so many ways to work around that. I mean, in this well, one, the statue has to serve as identification in a way. Right. But that's just the one. But they could have written that in a different way. And it's just, it really distracted me. And yes, I'm a person who likes to nitpick. But I really, I didn't go into this wanting to nitpick. I was so smitten by this film with that one little, like, it's like at a 99% instead of 100. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But still at 99%. So. 
<laughs> right. I also, one thing I love about Amrapali is that it's a very feminist film. Um, mm. It's not necessarily, because uh, we've spoken before about how woman-centric is one thing and feminist is the other thing. And sometimes they're together and sometimes they're not. I do like that it's feminist. I like that she is always in charge of her own feelings, or her own emotions mm-hmm. and her own actions. She is the one that decides to have an affair with the person that she you know, takes care of not knowing who he is. She is the one who decides to dump his ass when she realizes that he has essentially fooled her and taken advantage of her and, you know, hid his identity. I mean, he's basically like, he's catfished her essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she dumps his ass. And then later on, when he raises her city to the ground because he's like trying to avenge her or whatever, she calls him out on his crap. And he's like, you're no longer the Nagarvadu Vishali. You're going to be the queen of Magadha. And she's like, no, screw you. So I love that she doesn't allow anyone to tell her what she can and cannot do. And she's always like, she's always the one driving the car. She's never yeah. the passenger. Yeah. It's actually Sunil Dutt who's often the passenger, but she's never yeah. the passenger. Yeah. He's you the know? emperor, but he's the passenger. Yeah. yeah. But she's the one who gets to call the shots. And mm-hmm. I, I love that about this film. Mm-hmm. And with and because I have the memory of a goldfish and I'm, I'm silly, every time I watch a movie that I've watched one million times, I always get into this zone where I'm like, oh my God, are they going to do something that offends me? And they don't. And I'm like, yay! <laughs> Even though I've seen it so many times. And every time I watch Amrapali, it makes me happy because I like that they made this movie in like 1966 or whatever. And they gave her so much agency and she's yeah. the star and her character matters as much as it does. And I find it fascinating that she's based on an actual human right. being right. who lived in 500 BC and apparently is immortalized in a lot of Buddhist um, writings, um, which I have not read, but I will take Wikipedia's word for it. <laughs> okay, tell me about the other movie you saw, which is Nagin. So if you think that I can resist a snake movie, you are incorrect. <laughs> so of course I watched Nagin. Um, and I will repeat this. These are maybe not two movies to watch on the same day. Okay. Because the tonal <laughs> shift is great. <laughs> right. And all of the budget that Amrapali had, Nagin does not have. Okay. Um, I don't think. It's set in, I think it's supposed to be set in Nagaland. Um, oh. The hero, unfortunately, is Pradeep Kumar. Uh, and while he is no Bharat Bhushan, he's not, he's not a, he's not like that level of wet blanket. I just, she's, so I've come up with a new word. Apologies to some, to, um, dainty ears. You know, she hears him playing the bean and she's uh-huh. in love with him. She's totally bean by this guy. <laughs> and you know, the bean does work fairly well as a phallic symbol if you want it, it to. does so you know it's the girl is and the way she depicts this is very you know you're like i i, I got it um you know she she he, he they are from war uh warring fa- uh tribes of people okay. who collect snake poison and try to sell it oh good god so one of it's like an economic battle really like one is trying to outsell you whatever it didn't matter um, but she is supposed to, she's going to go kill him. She is her father's only child. She's going to go, okay. she has an arrow. She's going to go kill this guy. But then he plays the bean and she falls in love with him. And <laughs> it goes about the way you think it would. His main rival is Jeevan. Oh Lord. And there's a fight scene between Pradeep Kumar and Jeevan. And you're like, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> and they're both wearing, you know, traditional Naga 
inspired. I suspect these are not authentic. Um, Although my museum does have some Naga pieces in the collection. And I was like, I recognize some of these things. Um, And Jeevan in particular wears this enormous headdress with sunglasses sometimes, or like something like sunglasses. It's very much a look. And it is on our um, beloved Tommy Dan 55 YouTube channel. You can watch it with subtitles. It's beautifully done. Um, But there's, so there's a couple of things that have Kind of a B movie vibe about them. Yes, uh, snakes, obviously at all. And there are some snakes, but not very many. It's not very snaky. It's more of these like snake oriented economy. Right. <laughs> um, but there's a very great snake at the end. And then and and like a fight scene between Pradeep Kumar and Jeevan, that that kind of is getting you towards B movie in a little in a way, a little bit, but it, it's fine. And she's delightful. It has eight million songs and she's in all of them. And they're all it really has fun. a mandole, mera tandole, which yeah, is very that's famous. the big famous one. Yeah, which is of course a melody you have heard if you have seen uh Love Ajkal. Um mm-hmm. or I think probably lots of other places too, but that's the one right. that gets pointed out. Um the final chunk of songs in this movie are kind of one big piece with several songs put together, and the film switches to color. Oh, and it took me a second because it was so abrupt and it happens when she is ill. So it's kind of like a fever dream and it's very effective. There's some really interesting sets in that of like a giant skull and a giant skeleton hand and a a big, a big deity of some kind. It's really cool. It's, um, you know, it's not like Raj Kapoor levels of massive dream sequence, but it is very cool. But is it as cool as the LSD induced Sri Devi scene in Jambas? Ooh, okay. So it's longer. Okay. It has more dancers. Okay. And it has a snake. So as opposed to the cat in the wicker basket. Right. So there I you just, go. So I just think perhaps. equally great, different okay. styles. <laughs> um, I fully recommend this movie. I enjoyed the heck out of it. You know what's going to happen, but it's got some fun twists and turns in terms of how it happens. Um, her, she has a little gaggle of girlfriends who are really fun. And like, they all, I don't remember who any of them are in terms of the actors, but they're kind of sassy and fun. And okay. like, I, always love, I always love a sassy girl gang, you know? Um, it was, it's, it's very cute. It's got some snakes. Um, okay. And you should watch it. It's fun. The music is great. Yeah, I'll try it. Despite Pradeep Kumar, I'll watch it for Vijanti. Um, yeah. I watched uh, Devdas, which I had never seen because I avoid I avoid your all you things resistant. Devdas. You were very I was resistant. very resistant. Also because the Bhansali Devdas is so horrific and is such a disappointment because I love Shah Rukh, I love Madhuri, I love Ishwarya, and Bhansali took three of my favorite performers and made this absolute travesty of a film. So I'm very resistant to all things Devdas. But Sal, being Sal, somehow managed to I guess she beanmatized me or she zoomatized yeah. me <laughs> and convinced me to give uh Devdas a shot and I was like it's Bimal Roy right it's Dilip Kumar it's Suchitra Sen it's, it's great how horrendous can it be and it actually was not horrendous okay so, yeah so yeah. I was like okay here's okay. the Devdas that I can actually tolerate <laughs> all right and I have to give it to Dilip Kumar he really sells the heck of it out of it yeah. I mean I did Devdas as a character so much because he's such a whiny man child and he's so horrible and he's so physically and emotionally abusive like he's just he's an avoidyar but Dilip Kumar managed the impossible he managed to make me feel bad for him oh there was a scene where he's like really sick in the train and he's like going to cough up like blood or whatever because he's like his liver is finally like given up on him (laughs) and I actually had tears in my eyes and I was like I am crying for Devdas how did that happen (laughs) 
<laughs> what he do you really think? So it's, it's just his ability or could you pinpoint anything in specific he was doing that made it work for you? So, um, I, what was interesting is that whenever I've thought of Devdas as a character, like, especially also the way that Shah Rukh has portrayed him and Bansali directed it, I always thought of Devdas as just a horrendous man child who is impossible to please and just wants to drink himself to death and has no redeeming qualities. The way Dilip Kumar has played him and perhaps the way that Bima Roy has directed him, he actually came across as someone who was really struggling with depression. Mm. And I felt like, I mean, my main thought was these women are not trying to save him because they're trying to be martyrs. I wanted to save him, but in the sense that I didn't want to waste my life for him, but I wanted to like call like a rehab center and be like, please take this person and put him in a detox program. And also he needs therapy and he needs Lexapro and y'all, he is in the depths of deep depression. So I saw him more as someone who was suffering from depression and Mm -hmm. mental illness. And he was because Dilip Kumar's Devdas is numb. Shah Rukh Khan's Mm -hmm. Devdas is just whiny. Mm -hmm. Dilip Kumar's Devdas makes me want to like help him and take care of him. But I don't want to drown in the process. Like I want to give him a stick so he can climb out of the morass, but I don't want to drown with him. I wonder if all subsequent Devdas's after, after Dilip Kumar kind of went in a whiny direction to contrast with him. Cause obviously you can't, no one's going to ever stack up to that portrayal because no, as I've mentioned in the Bengali one from the seventies where Sumitra Chatterjee globally regarded as one of India's best actors, if not the best, right. Uh, through his specifically because of his work with Ray, but like widely regarded as, as you know, fantastic. He also cannot sell it. Um, mm. and he also is a whiny man child who's just disgusting. And, and like, if I went back and watched that film again, with the idea of depression in mind, I might be a little more charitable, but like, you know, um, alcoholism in people who are real is serious and important and deserves all, all treatment alcoholism mm-hmm. in fictional people who are just like determined to self-destruct mm-hmm. is hard to watch. And I don't, in the depictions I have seen of this particular character. There's nothing else that, and I don't mean to redeem the character. I just don't want to, I don't want to spend any time in this world. Like this guy is awful. He's the worst. He is. And he turns everyone around him into awful too. In the one. Yeah. No. And I have seen this one. I just don't remember it very well. Cause that doesn't. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, So like India's, India's greats have tackled it and they're not all successful. (laughs) But there's a scene in Devdas that especially I just wanted to reach into the movie and give Dilip Kumar a big hug. There's Mm. a scene. This is what I mean by he portrays. He portrays it with so much sincerity. There's so much numbness there's a scene where he's sitting with his back to the camera and he's on the shore of some sort of pond or lake i don't think it's like a big ocean or anything it's just like a little water body and he's just sitting at the at the edge and he's just kind of sitting in a hunched way you don't even see his face because the camera Mm. just shows his back and just his body language he just looks like someone who needs a big hug i just wanted to hug him and be like listen i care about you I just, you, you're destroying yourself. Please don't destroy yourself. Life is worth living. Let's check you into a rehab facility. Let's take care of you. When was the last time you had a good meal? Let's feed you something yummy. And, <laughs> you know, let's, let's put you to bed because like you need a good rest. Yeah. I feel none of that for Shah Rukh. Shah Rukh is just horrendous in Devdas, but I really felt very, very bad for um, Deva. Also the way that the movie begins with 
Suchitra, the baby Suchitra is Nas. She is so cute. We, I love Nas. I love her so much. She's so good. She's so so darling. She's so adorable. And the way that they show their friendship as children is just so darling. And it just, it hooked me. I mean, watching the Pansali Devdas is a slog. It's just like, oh my God, put me out of my misery. But this Devdas, I was actually, I found it very gripping. I couldn't mm. wait to see what was going to happen next. I found the um, the chemistry between Suchitra Sen and Dilip Kumar to be amazing. Yeah. I wouldn't call it sizzling, but it was very like, like just eye contact. <laughs> it was so great. And when she lights that match and she looks at him and she looks mm. ethereal in this movie, so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Just gorgeous. And then he looks so nice. And then you see Vijanti Mala and she comes on screen and she's this, this like sparkly, courtesan person. And she's very like coquettish. And she's just like so lovely as well. And then the Livkar's character, like Devdas, is so mean to her. I wanted to slap him. Yeah. He was horrible. But I loved also watching Sushitra and Vijanti Mala. And it was funny to me, they didn't have a single scene together. No. Because one of the few things I like in the Bhansali Devdas is the scene between Madhuri and Ishwarya because I like seeing them play off of each other. Mm-hmm. And in the real one, I mean, in the 1955 one, Sushitra Sen is going in that uh, palanquin and Vijanti Mala is walking also. And they just kind of like shh, pass each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was really good too. Um, so I'm glad I watched it and actually immediately messaged Sal and I was like, thank you for making me watch this. It was great. And then she immediately posted an Insta story about how she felt very vindicated. <laughs> she was like, Dilip Kumar's performance is one of the great revelations in Indian cinema. And I was like, yeah, it actually kind of is. <laughs> I, you know, Dilip Kumar is someone I, I have not seen a ton of his films, but every time I do, I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah, I get why he was such a phenomenon. Um, I'm still, I still have yet to finish um, his Yash Chopra film, whose name I'm blanking, Mashal. Um, mm, oh, I didn't get very far in that. And then I had to watch some other things for this, but I need to get back to that. But even in the few moments that I've seen of him in that, I was like, yep, yep. I get he it. He just and emotes it, with his eyes. It's yeah. amazing. And obviously, you know, people of different eras, act in different ways. And, and I can, you know, sometimes that is inaccessible to us in later eras. Um, I, I find him very accessible and I, I absolutely get it. And my, um, one of my favorites of his performances that I've seen, and again, I've not seen terribly many is, um, uh, Kohinoor where he is, it's kind of a, it's a swashbuckler basically. And he's really fun. It's really fun. It's with, um, oh my gosh, I forget who it's with. Mina Kumari, maybe, um, or Mala Sinha, one of those two. They are mm. not the same. I don't know why I'm mixing them up. Um, uh, by the way, we will not be covering Mina Kumari in this series because we don't want to. I know. We don't want to watch her movies. <laughs> so we have a Google Drive for filmy ladies and we add and edit topics in it. And I made a whole list in it of um, Bollywood heroines that we wanted to cover by uh, by their debut date. So it's, it's a very nerdy list. And I put checks next to it or I put crosses next to it. And when we reached Meena Kumari, I was like, um, are we doing an episode on Morning Merkel? And Beth was like, I don't want to. And I was like, I don't want to either. And it is <laughs> that's it what is, I call her Morning Merkel. It is Meena Kumari in that film. So if you ever want to watch one of her films that is not going to make you weep, it is Kohinoor is really fun. Like it's, you know, it, it's it's a good film. Anyway. Um yeah, I I mean I I have seen this Dev Das. I won't 
probably rewatch it anytime soon, but if yeah. I do, I will, I will ascribe that to Sal's remarkable articulation of what is so great about this film, because I, even when I don't, I always follow Sal's arguments. I may not mm. agree kind of at the outcome, but I absolutely agree with what she's saying and how she's laying out the the opinion or whatever. So like, I, yeah. <laughs> you know, it may not work for me, but I get it. I get what she's saying. Um, where some people just be like, I like it because it's pretty. And you're like, well, I need more than that. And Sal always gives you yeah. more behind an opinion, which is one of the reasons I love her so much. Um, so yeah, if you haven't seen it, you know, hopefully there are Suchitris and uh, episode may have make piqued your interest so- too. I'm curious to ask you this because you mentioned this a few um, moments ago, whatever, where you said that you were trying to think about how Suchitra and Vijayanthimala differ from each other. Mm-hmm. And I know I went in quite into depth about how I feel about how Vijayanthimala and Vahida differ from each other, mm-hmm. even though I, b- I love both equally. Um, so what do you think is the difference between them? Because clearly there is a difference. And I felt that when watching Devdas. I think this is probably the easy answer, but it does come straight mm-hmm. to mind. Suchitra Sen is not a dancer. Oh, right. right. Or, but, and I don't just, and Bengali films of this time don't do big musical numbers. They mm. do more intimate musical numbers. There are lots of duets and love songs and things like that, but it's someone sitting by a window. It is, yeah. you know, and it's not always by any means, but you get your fair share of Rabindra Sangeet, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like, seems to be like special body language people use when it's Rabindra Sangeet time. Like, I don't know Rabindra Sangeet from anything, but like, I can tell when they're doing it in a movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway, um, so she's, it's not that she's not good at songs. She very much is good at songs, but it's just mm-hmm. such a different kind of being good at songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel that there is, um, and I don't want to say Suchitra Sen is, uh, has a great depth of stillness to her performances, because I think sometimes that's true, but not always. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them are phenomenal with their eyes and their faces, right? So it's it's yes. it's just diff- it's the same kind of skills done differently. And I, um, Suchitra Sen has never seemed like a girl to me. Right. Um, and again, that could be because of the films I've seen, although I have seen some of her very early films, but she just always seems like a woman. Like grown. Yeah. Grown. And there is something enormously appealing about that to me. And maybe mm-hmm. it's because I'm 48 and I am interested in what grown women are doing, but, and I am so tired of the infantilization of women in all sorts of media, not just Indian cinema. Right. It's all over the place. It's in American cinema all the time. So so I think that for me, that might be a difference. And I do think there is something, um, like we were saying, kind of impish about Vajante Mala in what I have seen. And again, mm-hmm. it's the roles. And like, I, you know, I would like to see more and I can flesh out that opinion somewhat. So I think those might be kind of the differences that I see based on what I've watched so far. But yeah, they're just very different types of stars, aren't they? Even though they're both... Um, these these formidable women, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, and they even have some life parallels in that they both kind of were like, I'm done now. And they stopped yeah. Um, yeah. for different but reasons. But still like dances that. though. Right. Um, she did right. say in one of her interviews that she started dancing when she was so little. She performed for the Pope in the Vatican um, when she was six years old. Wow. Yeah. Cause That's she, like her Mozart parents, basically. Yeah. Cause like her parents <laughs> and she went on like some sort of like world tour or whatever. And she has oh literally gosh. been performing Bharat Natyam for like huge, like dignitaries since she was a child. She's performed Standing. in like, like Rashtrapati Bhavan and stuff 
stuff like that. I mean, she was always a gigantic dancer before she, um, you know, debuted in uh, Tamil cinema at like age 15, I think. And she still performs. Um, I've uh, sent you some pictures on WhatsApp. She's 86 plus years old. She still performs Bharatnatyam in Chennai during Kacheri season, still. And I saw a video of hers on YouTube and it's not like she's just sitting there. She is squatting. She is moving her arms. Her leg movements is perfect. Mm. And I was like, I will be lucky if I can walk without a walker at 86. Yep. And this woman yep. is like still dancing. Um, so I just, I, I find that ridiculously insane about her, but she really was like, I, I think Vijanti Mala is just some sort of like Renaissance woman. She speaks multiple languages. She has an amazing golf handicap, apparently. Um, amazing dancer. She is also a singer. Like she sings mm. Carnatic classical music cool. as well. I mean, it's just like, what can't you do? It's crazy. You know, thinking about those two stars in particular, I'm of course realizing that the Bengali original Agni Pariksha has Suchitra Sen in it and the Hindi remake has Mala, you know, a much later remake, which is um, more conservative, even though it's 15 years later. Interesting. <laughs> also, um, that's good. <laughs> no. <laughs> also, Pony and Selvan 2, I mean, Pony and Selvan 2 is coming out end of April, and I loved Pony and Selvan uh, 1. And uh, Trisha Krishnan's role, which is Kundavai, the princess, um, apparently there was a Tamil movie that they were going to make on, I mean, they've made Tamil movies on Pony and Selvan, but there was one that was going to star Vijanti Mala as Kundavai, and that project was unfortunately shelved. But I think she would make such a spectacular Kundavai. Absolutely. I mean, Princess role, Vijanti Mala. That's yeah. it. That, that's, you, that's who you got to yeah, cast. Yeah, and like, you know, of the women we've talked about in our series so far, I do think she's the most princessy. She is so, the most princessy. Nargis, maybe, depending on the princess, right? Yeah, Nargis to me is like tomboy energy. Yeah, Wahida, eh. I don't even know how to slot Wahida. She's just, she can I do mean, everything. She's not, not a princess, but she doesn't, she doesn't, quite communicate that to me she feels um, too down to earth to be a princess you, uh, newton no no um who else did we talk about madhubala could be a princess maybe madhubala suchita yeah. sen is a queen yeah not a princess she's a queen <laughs> i do not know if she ever played one but like she is one so whatever um but then yeah, Vijante Mala of the of the six we've talked about so far does have kind of the strongest princess energy, I would say. And I don't mean that in a diminutive or dismissive Whoa. way. Something aristocratic. Aristocratic but youthful or something about yeah. her. I, yeah. Again, it's I, also I need her, to see more. It's also her body language. It's how she walks. And you're so right about dancers because there's like a running joke in my family because um, my cousin, uh, Tupu, is a dancer. She, so she studied Bharatanatyam for like 14 years, like since she was like three or something. And she's learned a lot of other dance forms too. Dancers are just, they're just built different. Sure. Like if I show you our childhood photos, I'm four years older than her. And I'm just like, like I just pose like a normal child. Which she poses like this. Right. <laughs> the great literally like and, she yeah. she would just like to the point that my parents would find her theatrical when she was little. Like my dad would just always giggle. Like he would try to gather all the cousins for a picture and every single child is looking ridiculous and stupid and childish. And then there's Tupu going <laughs> like that. And my dad would just start laughing. He was like, What is she? But that's how 
all the dancers I've met in like real life, they're all like that. And I feel like Vajati has that energy where even in Amrapali, when she's walking or in Sangam, all she's doing is walking through a meadow with a letter while sawdust Kumar, Rajendra Kumar is singing to her. And I'm like, please don't, I don't want to see you. And she's just walking through a meadow in a white sari. And she just is, she's like, so indolent and it's just, it's mm. like she's walking on clouds and it's just so pretty and beautiful mm. and graceful you know and then there's Rajendra Kumar to like wake you out of your stupor <laughs> so who are your favorite Vijanti Mala romantic pairings I really like her with Dilip Kumar yeah. So, um, and I think he is the one that she did the most movies with. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like them together in Ganga Jamna, which is the movie for which she had to like learn the the Bhojpuri dialect. I think they just play off of each other really well. And they both have this sense of like a little bit of that regal bearing. So even though they're playing peasants, which is what they are in Ganga Jamna, they still bring like this certain like gravitas to the role. Um I don't really like her with Raj Kapoor. Honestly, the only person I like with Raj Kapoor is Nargis. And that's mostly because their chemistry is very like off the charts sizzling and because I love her. But yeah, my favorite Bajanti Mala pairing is definitely, she's fine with him and uh, with uh, Devanand in Jewel Thief as well. Yeah. And I love that song, Hoto Pesi Bat. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great film. But that would be it, I think. What about you? I, yeah, I haven't really seen enough to say, um, yeah. but I, I can I can easily imagine I would agree with what you're saying based on what I've seen. Dev Anand again, man. He's, been, <laughs> oh, he's in every single one. Someday we'll move past his era, but his era goes on for a long time. So. Yeah, we either have to mention Dev Anand in our episode or we have to mention one of the Dales. <laughs> right. Does she ever oh. act with Darmendra? I don't know if she did, but I have another piece of trivia for you. They wanted to cast her as the mom in Divar and she refused. She was like, I'm not going to play mom of Amitabh Bachchan and Shashi Kapoor. Screw you. (laughs) I can't really see that having worked very well anyway. No. Also, she's not going to get a tiny little role where you put her in a white sari and make her cry. You're wasting Vijayanti Mala. You can't do that. (laughs) You can have her play like a dowager queen where she like, is the iron hand behind the throne and the prince has to do whatever she tells him because she's mommy. Yeah. That I can buy. Yeah. But not like the mom in the a bar. regular like, mom. mom. <laughs> no, she's not a regular mom. I don't no. think Vijayanti Mala was ever a regular mom. No, no. <gasps> okay. Um, can, I, can I share with you this, this article that yes, I have please. read? Okay. So if you have your monocle, you can put it on because we are in <laughs> academic article time. Okay. Um, and I, I want to read this simply be, I'm not reading the whole article, obviously. Okay. I just want to share some of this because it gets at so much of what we were talking about. So oh, this is okay. by um, the scholar Usha Iyer, who is a professor oh. at Stanford, mm-hmm. uh, just Stanford, you know, and she's yeah. written a great book called Dancing Women, Choreographing Corporeal Histories of Hindi Cinema, which is one of the many books on my shelf that I have not read yet that I was referring <laughs> to uh, in our last podcast about uh, Rishi Kapoor's bio. or autobio. I actually want to read Vijanti Mala's autobiography, which is called Bondings. I don't like the title, but yes, I want to read it. So here's a little abstract to give you a taste. How do dancing bodies influence the music composed for them? Does the gestural repertoire of the on-screen performer impact the musical performance of the playback singer? How might a focus on dance provide new models for theorizing the Hindi film song and dance sequence? 
Through a focus on the dancing body, this article calls for a reconsideration of the process of song picturization, a term commonly used in the Bombay film industry to reference the practice of recording the song first and then adding the visuals. Using the example of the dancer-actress Vajente Mala, it argues that in the case of certain dancer-actors, a reverse process of dance musicalization may be at work where the performer's dance vocabulary and bodily comportment precede and influence the song. How cool is that? So she's so much of a dancing actress that the songs get done at, you know, she's driving the songs. Mm -hmm. The song is not driving the dance. The dance is driving the song. And I don't think it makes perfect sense. It does. And I don't think I've ever heard anyone talk about that before. So I don't actually know if this idea is new, but um, I just wanted to flick through a couple of other things that I highlighted. Um, And it's a, you know, one of the things in this article talks about is like, in hero-driven movies, this can still be true. So it's a way that women, because there's no male dancing stars at this time, right? So this is a way that women are shaping texts of the film. um, And it's their, it's not just their looks, it's their talents, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and it's beyond a sort of a romantic lead role. so she says, Lake Tandon, director of Amrapali, in which Vijante Mala plays the eponymous Hindu courtesan, remarks, I made the movie only because she, of her being such a great dancer and because of the choreographer Gopi Krishna. Without them, I wouldn't have made it. Mm. Um, the film is overtly marked with Vijante Mala's authorial stamp featuring a series of dazzling production numbers designed to show off her classical dance skills, the raison d'etre of the film. Reviews like this one for Noggin ironically, um, reiterate that the narratives in many of her films are mere scaffolds for her dancing, her resplendent dancing. Mm-hmm. Noggin's story seemed more like a flimsy excuse to string along a series of melodious composed Hemant Kumar songs, yes, uh, performed by a sinuous Vajanti Mala. She had eight scintillating Lata solos to put across on screen. Each was a hit. Clearly, Noggin's attraction seemed to lie in its music and dance, with mention made only of the music composer, playback singer, and dancer actress, suggesting as well a powerful connection between the workings of these three. And in, indeed, and it talks about how these songs are so critical that in the climax, they switch to color to show those, right. those films and that other things then derive from that. So like the set design and the costume design and all are coming from this major song sequence. So anyway, I thought that was really interesting. I really want to read this book um, and dig into this article a little better because I was kind of um, flicking through it, but and no, uh, please, I hope I've not misrepresented the scholar's work, but I found this article quite compelling. And um, I really want to read this book and learn more because, and it is, I think, kind of hard to write about dance, particularly if the reader is someone who doesn't really know a whole lot about it. So thank goodness for YouTube and you can go watch these things and then get back to the, get back to the reading or whatever. But um, yeah, she's just, she's so spectacular and I can't wait to see more films. <laughs> she's like a comet. She's just like, just like races across the sky and you're like, ah! Um, I really want to read Bondings because I read, it's her autobiography and I read like a little snippet about it where she said that she's extremely outspoken, which I can believe. Mm-hmm. And she's like really spilled the tea in Bondings. And apparently some friend of hers from the film industry asked her like, why, why have you been so frank and outspoken in this book? And I was like, wait, she's been frank and like super outspoken. I will read this then because we love our vintage gossip. Um, like we enjoyed the vintage gossip in Kulamkula. I also wanted to say something which I earlier wanted to say and forgot. And then when you were talking about this article, it brought it to mind. Have you noticed that when they have these dancer actresses like 
Vijayantimala and Vahita Rahman, and then much later, you have Madhuri Dikshit. They do these like scenes where the dance forwards the story and she gets to act without actually saying a single word. Yeah. I mean, you see guide with the Sapera yeah. dance that, you know, Bahida gets all of her frustrations out and her anger and she just looks so unhappy and miserable and angry and furious, really, in um, in that song. And then Vijayantimala has the song in Amrapali where she's so upset and all her, she's like, all her jewels are falling off and she's just in a tizzy. Mm-hmm. And then much later, you see that in um, you have Sri Devi in Lamhe. That dance is not as good, but you have no. that dance where she's unhappy. Yeah. And then you have Madhuri with her dance in um, Dil to Pagal Hai, mm-hmm. where, which is also not that great. Like Shark is on the drums and there's like all that chemistry between them. But I love how they utilized because it really shows you what phenomenal actresses they were. They didn't have to open their mouths. They didn't right. have to say a single dialogue. They just moved their Although body. There are words in some of those. It's not them. Right. There's sung words, but even when the singing has stopped, they are still acting their hearts out. Yeah. yeah, but in the in the Amrapali song where she's angry, right. and there's no words. And then the Sapera dance in Guide, that has no words either. True, it's true. just the music and it's just the body. And through that body, they have mm-hmm. like conveyed everything that they could possibly say and then mm-hmm. some. And then you have lesser actresses, whether they're dancers or not, that you could give them like pages of dialogue and it has no impact whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... Okay. Well, um, I feel like this was a very fun discussion. I am so glad that you love Vijayantimala too, because I adore her. <laughs> um, and I don't know if our viewers or our listeners are Vijayantimala fans or if they've seen their movies or if they haven't, but I really, really urge you to watch Amrapali if you haven't. It is mm-hmm. my most favorite Vijayantimala movie. And I guarantee you that you will love her in, in Amrapali. There's no one who could have played that role. Um, and I think... I think that will be your gateway to Vijayantimala fandom. Once you see that movie, you will watch her other films as well. So please watch that. And if you like any Vijayantimala movies, please let us know in the comments. Um, Bed, do you have anything extra you want to add? No, I just please to reiterate, please do share your favorite films because as I, she's a, you know, it's not the world's hugest filmography, but it's quite long. So I, you know, uh, signpost to where to start. And if you know where that Bengali film is with English subtitles, obviously let me know. I will start looking in dodgier and dodgier places until I can find it. But uh, I do Ooh. really want to see it. Also, if you've seen any Vijanti Mala's Tamil films or the one Tamil oh, yeah. film that she did, please let us know. One of her Tamil films, she has like a really big, like good dance off with Padmini, who is another phenomenal dancer. Yes. Um, so I want to at least watch that, if not the whole movie. Um, and it was my resolution for 2023 to watch more regional oh, yeah. cinema. So I do want to yeah. maybe watch like a Vijanti Mala Tamil movie. Um, but anyway, so thank you for joining us for this conversation and we'll see you um, next week again. And don't forget to like and share and subscribe if you think our podcast is awesome which it is if you think we are awesome then please tell all of your friends about it and nag them to watch our episodes and um, also don't forget to subscribe and we look forward to seeing you next week bye